Howza. How's it going? It's going good. It's going great. Yeah, I've oh. been I've been doing I've been I've been riding high. This is uh, money for nothing, chips, chips for, for free. free. I'm Roger. I'm Pat. This is the only podcast about chips, potato, or otherwise. As you'll see, I think on the I, internet, I brought something not 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 potato related today, oh. um, and I'm very excited to get to it because it's a it's an older product that I, I I'm going to tease this one out. That I that I surprisingly have not tried this variety of, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it's everything I've ever wanted. For all you '90s kids, you're really gonna get a kick out of it. We're gonna really kick it. But speaking of of kicking it, I heard that uh, I I mean, it's it's been a while since we've actually done two episodes right in a row. That's true. And uh, and the reason we had to do two episodes, and 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 all week I've been like, Pat, we got to get back in the studio, and and Pat was like, I don't know, I don't know, and I. I was like, I gotta hear, I gotta hear what happened with the shark thing. I mean, what didn't happen with the shark thing, Roger? I can I? I'll just give a quick synopsis for those uh, lapsed viewers who might not have listened to last week's very excellent episode. Actually, you should go listen to it. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. All right, cool. You're back. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, Pat discovered a, a pull tab flyer, mm-hmm. and I'm, this is silly that we have to recap it, but you know it's, it makes sense. Yeah, that said, if if something along the lines of "Great White Shark, one dollar, come and get it" or something, right? Yeah, it said "Come and get it, no quarters." And um, I was gonna go with Pat, but then I um, got hungry, so I went home. Mm-hmm. And was, I've just been like tingling, tingling. Uh, Roger, it's 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 a good thing you went home because I mean it took. Maybe another hour before I heard from him, but I've been on a whirlwind adventure since then, and I only recently got back. Since then, oh, so that's why you've been so unresponsive. Well, yeah, to I've been, text. I've been, I've been texting, and I've had to charge my phone, you know, whenever I can. I've which getting that green balloon, which means you were using a, an Android phone for a couple days. Yeah, like, I wasn't, I wasn't on iMessage. I was outside of iMessage. I was on the four G network for a little while. Which, God, guys, I can't even believe we're still using that. Yeah, it's. I, I saw point. an ad the other day. I heard there's going to be a 5G just coming soon. There's just going to be five of them. That's a lot of Gs. Five Gs at once. What's that compared to? Is that like one and a half LTEs or is that? I think it's a little bit more than one and a half LTEs, but I don't know the exact science. Okay. Get back on topic. Oh. Tell um, me about the shark. How big was it? Was it nice? Was it one of the street sharks from the the cartoon street sharks? It was not one of the sharks from the cartoon street sharks. If it was, that would have been a real... You know, that would have really blown my load too early there. But I got to tell you, Roger. Wait, can I can I hold up for one sec? You know, it'd yeah. be funny. Street sharks. <laughs> what, what would that just be? Street sharks, that, but they're just diarying everywhere. They're you think all that's diarying they, just a little bit. What if that's how they got around? Because they'd always dive into the actual concrete, and they exactly. they just had a little bit of a like sort of shark explosive that pushed him along. So I'm disappointed you did not meet the street sharks. I know. Me too. It's been a lifelong dream to meet the street sharks, it's just like all the other 90s kids out there. Um, but what did happen, I got to tell you, I went and met this guy. And Where was it? It was in the Lower East Side. And, uh, but uh, I, I met up with him, and he was, he was telling me he was raising money uh, because his father had just passed away. Oh, that's and sad. It was very sad. And his father was very rich, but he himself, the the guy I met, he didn't have any of his, his father's uh, wealth. And so he was trying to get 
enough money to get back home to visit him. Mm-hmm. And it was all very exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just having a few drinks. And then halfway through, this other guy busts into the bar. Like Chuck Norris style? Yeah, he like American hero he, Chuck he Norris. Pushed, he pushed his way in, and it was like a big scuffle. And I didn't know what this was about. And uh, but the guy, this dude I was with, he knew. And he's like, "That's my, uh, you know, that's my cousin. Our fathers never really got along. And uh, my like his father. Apparently, he told me like after a few drinks that his father had killed his cousin's father in combat trying to save one of their buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really complicated. We ended up, uh, you know, jet setting around the world, uh, exploring ancient civilizations. How many Um, sharks did you meet? I, that's the thing. The thing with the sharks, I never, I never met one real shark. Mm. He had all these shark toys that he was, he was giving out as exchange for money to, uh, try to get him to get his way back back across the country hmm. but i mean at the end of the day he he got home and he was sort of named like king of his uh of his of his family and i was i was glad to have been there to help but I mean, his cousin did not make it they had a, oh, a big bar fight somewhere in like ireland or england somewhere in the britons and uh it it didn't work out for for him he were you traveling by um uh what's it called dirigible yeah, we were going through, uh, I guess it was sort of a modern dirigible, like it was metal and uh, it, it had like a few different uh, spirally things on like sort of these metal... Whirly gigs. They were like jutting out from the side of the dirigible mm-hmm. and uh, it, it all ran, you know, sort of on gasoline. Like gasoline, gasoline, not like space gasoline. I mean, I'm not really that technical when it comes to dirigible technology. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, it was it was cool. I like pretty much earlier today, I was at the UN and he was giving a speech uh, about his plans to uh, sort of open up his father's wealth to uh, to help the world. Now, would you say um, this was a, a great adventure, a good adventure? Or an excellent adventure. For me, and I can only base it on my own experiences, I would say it was probably an excellent adventure mm-hmm. um, for me. I don't have that many adventures anymore. As you know, you get older, you get into your, your 30s, you know, like all us 90s kids. Um, you, you start to run low. The adventure tank starts to kind of deplete itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's always nice when you, you stumble upon something so whimsical as this and take yourself on a journey. Um, it's awesome that you're like so committed to this podcast. I felt really bad. Well, not really, because I went home and like went to bed and stuff. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch like the Oscars. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't slept in. Were great. Uh, I haven't slept in, in at least four days. Who yeah. won? Who won the Oscars? Jimmy Kimmel won all the Oscars. It did? Yeah, it, I, it's this weird thing where like sometimes the host can win all the Oscars, and um, so you're so, telling me. So he's up you're there. You're telling me Transformers uh, Night Goes to Bed got snubbed. Yeah, exactly. So so uh, Jimmy Kimmel's up there. He's like, I'd like to introduce my ex-wife, Sarah Silverman. And Sarah Silverman comes out and she's like, the award for best picture goes to, and she holds up a picture of Jimmy Kimmel eating a piece of cake. And she goes, this one. <laughs> and Jimmy Kimmel's like, I'm so surprised. It was it was crazy. Um, I wish, I wish, uh, I have to get something off my chest. What happened after, did they give it to Moonlight then at the end? No, they just, he walked off stage and it was over. It rolled credits. 
And then um, there was a stinger scene, and it was Thanos. What was Thanos doing? Was he accepting? Was he sneak? Was he stealing all of Jimmy's Oscars, or what was? He took Jimmy's Oscars and replaced them with smaller, like slightly smaller Oscars. It, it's a really long con Thanos is doing in. It's not quite MCU. You know how they're doing that Spider-Man like side MCU. There's a Thanos plot where he's uh, uh, like the Wet Bandits and the Sticky Bandits, like slowly stealing all the gold in the world. Exactly. Like not, not just outright. He's just you know if we if we did it over the course of many many years, it slowly we'd, we wouldn't mm-hmm. notice. And it's like the Tide commercials from the Super Bowl, where it's like everything you see, every movie you see is a Thanos MCU. Thing. So, like, look real close, and you'll see um, whoever it is that's playing Thanos. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter, because who cares? He doesn't look like him in the movie. Uh, Bradley uh, Bradley Thanos. Yeah, Bradley Cooper is uh, Thanos, and he's he's just picking pennies from everyone. It's like uh, uh, you're, you're, you're watching The Blind Side, right? And uh, uh, San- this, this Sandra Bullock is like teaching teaching this young man how 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 to like respect himself and and be better at football. And Thanos comes and picks a dollar out of the kid's wallet. Yeah, like the sting- that kid that kid needs that dollar more than Thanos does. It's true. There's this stinger at the end where uh, Sandra Bullock is talking to the kid that she saved, and he's like, I can't believe you saved me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, No, you saved me. And then you look behind her shoulder. And Thanos pulls a dollar out and he pokes his he peeks his head up over his shoulder and goes, Thanos. And then <laughs> and, and then it cuts to black. Oh man. It's a weird stinger to be in, yeah. in that movie. Film editing has just gone off the rails lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but so speaking of editing, I, I listened to last week's episode, which I don't normally do because I don't like this show. It's understandable. I only listen to it because I have to, to yeah. make sure we're not peaking the levels, make sure uh, I can cut out all the times that I say a lot of really off-color, Awful. really offensive stuff that I'm glad no one knows about. And I noticed, uh, uh, so so there was something that <clears throat> that you didn't edit around that I realized later that I hoped you would. Um, I said pancakes were my number three favorite food. That's true. And I should have put that a little higher, like lower on the list. What do you mean? Because I completely neglected to mention mac and cheese, which is definitely a top five food for me. Mac and so and I so are you sure, Roger? Laying it all out on the table. I need I need to apologize to you. I I know that this is like this this podcast is it's both of our lives. We we quit our jobs decades ago to do this podcast. Yeah, I mean I wasn't doing too much then anyway, so this was kind of like a, a, a hopefully I was hoping it was a stepping stone to bigger and better things. Yeah, but it's kind of been like you stepped I stepped into the brook and then that was the end stone and I'm just kind of standing in the middle of a babbling brook like a raging river. Exactly. And, uh, uh, that this is this is where I live now, and this is so. This is our thing, and you're so committed. You're doing these these Zeppelin trips with Shark Man and Lava Boy, and you you're doing all these great things, and I can't even get my ten foods right. Like that's right. it's disappointing. I need I need to just really level set for the rest of this the Roger, show gotta, for the I, next Roger, the next hundred episodes. I gotta stop you. Your your heartfelt. Uh, apologies really like it it really makes me know makes me feel like you really do care about this show and I I didn't think you did and I have something I need to confess Mm -hmm. so I did I did go and meet 
I did go and meet the shark guy. Yeah, I know. You 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 went. You met the shark guy. You had this awesome time. I know. I know. I know. I met the shark guy. But shut up for a minute, okay? <sighs> Don't, just, I just, just want up. to tell you how much just I shut I, up for a second. I love that you met the shark guy and you did all this great stuff for Roger, the show. Please, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm trying to be honest with you here. Mm-hmm. None of none of that stuff with the shark guy happened. Wait, I gave him a dollar. He gave me a tiny little plastic shark. He didn't even give me a fucking shark. He gave me a tiny plastic alligator. It's like as big as a penny almost. And then we went on our way. He was just trying to make money to sell a screenplay did, or something. Did the shark... Uh, wait. Everything I said... Crocodile? It wasn't even a shark. He had sharks. He had T-Rexes, but he didn't give me any of those. And I was too... I was too frightened to even ask. I was too frightened to even ask for a fucking shark or a t-rex which is the only reason i went there i so there's no way i could have done all that stuff and everything i said that was the plot of black panther ah great now we're gonna have to put a spoiler alert at the beginning of the episode i just i just wanted i just wanted you to think so you know in black panther there's a scene where t'challa he goes and he buys a little shark from someone i just thought i wanted you to think i was cool i wanted you to think i was woke now pat I'll never think you were woke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Roger. I mean, my confession still seems more major to me, but that's because I'm really self-centered. And I really like mac and cheese. So, I guess, call it even? Are you sure? This time. Okay. You want to do a chip? Yeah, I'd like that. Let's, I'd like uh, that very much. Let's do let's do the one I, I teased earlier in in our our preview segment. Is this the one for the '90s kids? Yeah, are you a '90s kid? I mean, I guess I was I was seven to seventeen in the '90s, so I guess I'm a '90s kid, right? I was four to fourteen. Ah, sorry, the barely legal. The, the headphones popped out. That'll be that's that's definitely gonna stay in, right? Speaking of editing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. what the headphones coming out? Yeah, no, my, my headphones popped out. And yeah, I, so you were barely legal through the. 90s yeah it was i mean everything i did was illegal i only did illegal things that's true all the sex yeah i i would get uh, aol trial discs and then i would use them for 30 hours and i'd throw them out he, and would you just use the 50 hours of free trial and yeah we just, like over we, just kept, we just kept swapping in swapping in different web services net zero juno uh, prodigy but I mean, I am a '90s kid. I did. I wore. I wore neon and clothes with like neon on them. And um, you had no fear. I definitely. I had so much fear growing up. I couldn't wear those shirts because I was. Uh, I was worried that someone would see it and be like, "Oh, no fear! You want to? You want to? You want to come like uh, on this world trip with me where we're gonna collect little sharks and stuff?" And I wouldn't do it. And that's why I respected you so much, and I still respect you. I appreciate for coming that. clean, but like, I I still think you're much braver than me, and you definitely would go on this trip. So you know, Roger, if I was offered this trip, I really would. So Joe and Rogan, thank you for suggesting that I would. Yeah, Joe Rogan, if you're out there, and I know you are, because uh, earlier today uh, I saw that you tweeted uh, listening to podcasts on the can, uh, which I imagine means while pooping. And I know that I listen to this podcast while I poop, but mainly because I'm constantly pooping. So Joe Rogan, if yeah, you're out there, mostly when you're walking, you're not really even in the bathroom. You're just yeah, you're street just sharts, street sharting. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan, 
call us up. Uh, call your friends at Lonely Planet or at Nat Geo or at Rick Steves, and just just hook hook Pat up because he deserves it. He cares about I do everyone, and I bet Pat and Joe just just ruining the world with with whatever Joe does when he goes places. I think we'd probably just like maybe a like a five day or eighty day around the world DMT trip. That might be something fun that Gosh, me and Joe has been do. done before. Eighty days around the world—that seems like a like a quick trip. You know, I mean, I think you could do it like if you ran fast enough. How many leagues under the sea could you go? Hmm. I don't know how. Isn't the league a, a measurement of distance, like like horizontal distance, not like vertical? I always assumed it meant that like uh, the MLB, the NHL, the NFL, the WNBA—they're all underwater. There's, but they found ten thousand of them, which I don't know how they did that. I don't. I can't imagine the, there's a fan base for that many sports. Teams. There must be. It must be AI related. I. I, I mean, that, there's what seven billion people in the world. So that means there's some some entire leagues that have less than seventy thousand fans. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I'd see all. I'd what? I'd definitely watch all those games. Would you? You would watch the underwater NHL games? Yeah. Why not? Who wouldn't, well, who wouldn't watch the NHL games, why not? Yeah, I guess you're right. You know who would be pretty good at that? The Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> you know who else would be good? San Jose Sharks. Nice. Imagine if the Sharks played the Penguins. I guess they sometimes have to, right? Yeah, at least once a year. Underwater, though. Mm-hmm. I guess on land, the Penguins would have a slight advantage. But underwater, the Sharks would have a pretty hefty advantage. You know who else would be good? What's Hartford Whalers. Yeah, the Whalers could play. I mean, it's funny because like the Carolina Hurricanes are what the Whalers used to be. Like the, they moved to Carolina, became the Hurricanes. That's true. So it's like how every time there's a hurricane, a bunch of whales die. So it kind of made sense. Actually, I guess what's weird is that team is called the Whalers, but they used the whale instead of a picture of like Moby, not Moby Dick. What's his name? Uh, Ahab. Cap- Captain Ahab. Yeah. They use it should be a picture of like a of like a, a whaler guy, right? Instead instead of a whale. Otherwise, the team should have been called the Hartford Whales. Yeah, I mean, I guess that'd sort of be like the Nashville Predators. Instead of having like a picture of a, a bear or something, they have like a picture of like a I don't know a Jared Fogle. Like a yeah, like instead of Jared Fogle, they'd have like a picture of like a child or something. I did think their, it was weird. Uniform. Like it, I mean, the Nashville Predators, they I think they made it to the NHL championships last year or they were close or they did really well and they have this great fan base. They've only been a team for like 13 or 14 years. But the Jared Fogle thing doesn't really connect. I, I mean, there's no other teams except for that one uh, UNLV has like, uh, uh, what was the, what's the guy with the guns from Looney Tunes? Like Sam guy, Yosemite Sam is the UNLV. Uh, their, their logo is Yosemite Sam. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I think it's them. The Yosemite Sam trucker mud flaps? It's pretty much that. And they're, you know, that makes sense because everyone in Nevada is uh, an unhinged psychopath. Yeah. It's a long, a long range trucker too. But no one ever talks about how the, they just took a picture of Jared Fogle and they put it on the team's jerseys. They didn't even stylize it or anything. It's his mugshot. Yeah, it's 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 his mugshot. It's a low res JPEG, and when you look at the jersey, there's just JPEG artifacts. 
I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, I guess that's like like a nice way to say like "fuck you" to him. It's like you know, meme. It's a nice meme, like for you know this sort of newer generation, not like those '90s kids. I had a meeting today, uh, not to break kayfabe. Uh, You're always talking about breaking kayfabe. And it's it's fine to break it, Roger. Uh, we had a meeting today with some people from Tumblr, and I know they'll never listen to this because so few people do. Uh, they said a lot of people don't know that memes started on Tumblr, and I had to bite my tongue really hard. They don't get to call, so they're claiming they invented memes. The Tumblr, like these are like salespeople because they were they were trying to sell us um, advertising space. Yeah. Well we were trying to discuss like our options to purchase advertising space on Tumblr for a thing we're working on, which may or may not even happen. But that, that was the part where I was like, I almost, I almost got up and walked out. And then I would have had to explain to everyone that like, you know, what memes are, that the phrase has been around since what the fifties. Like it's a, it's like it meme means like, can you give us a rundown? Can we have a quick history lesson on what memes are? Well, I, I mean, no, but most people credit I Can Ask Cheeseburger with starting memes, and I don't think that was on Tumblr. Hmm. I think that was just its own website. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean they built out, like, a whole system of of very bad meme pages oh, from yeah, that was one like, okay you're, you're the man page. now, dog? That was a meme? Well, that, I mean, that's even before, so technically I'd say that that's even further. Or even, even hamster, further. hamster dance, dance. Was that a meme, or is that just stupid? You know what's crazy about hamster dance? Speaking of uh, 90s kids, mm-hmm. that song in hamster dance, you know what it is? No, is it? Like- it's the song from the Robin Hood cartoon. Huh. It's. It's just the. It's the song from. It's like the transition song from the seventies. Robin Hood. Like with the, where Robin Hood was a fox. The one where Robin Hood. The, yeah, the one that used all the animation cells from Jungle Book. Oh. Um, and. It's that song that that like Robin sings with Little John while they're like going from one scene to another. (laughs) They just sped it up, and it's it's just the hamster dance song. And then when you get even further down this rabbit hole, once you start thinking about hamster dance, you you remember uh, Foxhole Roger, please. Crazy Frog. Did we talk about Crazy Frog last week? No. Okay, I've been talking about Crazy Frog a lot lately. You want to feel old, Roger? Mm-hmm. Crazy Frog kid just graduated from college. Crazy Frog had <laughs> a number one hit in the UK. Yeah. I think we have talked about Crazy Frog because we realized, why are we doing anything anymore? Because Crazy Frog has been played 900 million exactly. times. Right? And and there's like the Crazy Frog music video is on YouTube. So yeah, so memes definitely didn't start on, on Tumblr. Yeah. I would say memes probably started on uh, email, maybe? Yeah, that makes sense. Or, or like maybe even we, people we, just printed things out and yeah. put them in their lockers. Yeah, even before. They, like, I mean, memes could have started like all the way back, you know, on like real bulletin boards. So like, like you know. So if you do listen to this Tumblr, know we're on to you, and we know that you're trying to tell everyone that you invented memes when all you did was commodify it, just yeah. like how Disney commodified the suffering of Native Americans when they made Pocahontas. Yeah. Tumblr, you're basically just as bad as John Smith and the colonizers uh, who co-opted the 
Native American people's way of life and their land. You were just as bad as Walt Disney, an actual Nazi who was such a Nazi that he froze himself in the hopes that one day he could be brought back when Nazism's popular again. That's, yeah, I think we need, we're going to have to get in touch with Tumblr. So everyone tweet at Tumblr, please. No, don't tweet at Tumblr. <laughs> and, and demand an apology for them attempting to uh, bring Nazism back so Walt Disney will defrost his head and uh, become the rightful ruler of, I guess, the United States of Disney? Do you think Walt Disney's head and Ted Williams's head are friends? What, in... Since they're both frozen and, like, they're, like, cryogenically frozen, they're hanging out being like, remember when we used to be all be racist? <laughs> and, Do you think uh, they have all the heads just in a big uh, tank and they all float around? Yeah. They're, they're all, like, sort of a lot... Or, or, they're either they're slightly ambulatory. So they're they're slightly ambulatory in this tank and can talk to one another, or maybe they're all when you're frozen all in the same tank. They're all plugged in. Their brain stems are all plugged into some sort of neural net where they can all hang out together, kind that's, of like Second Life. That's what I'd have to assume. It's sort of like um, uh, San Junipero or something, where like Walt Disney and Ted Williams and all the other assholes are just sort of falling in love and realizing that one of them's going to die or something. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole episode. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd be a weird, like, kind of shadow San Junipero um, because the only people at this point who are rich enough to, like, cryogenically freeze and have their heads jacked into some sort of matrix are rich white assholes. I hope that uh, I hope that the creators of Black Mirror are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. Joe Rogan, call up uh, Mr. Mirror and Mr. Black, Louis Black and Billy Mirror, <laughs> and yeah, have them have them get in touch uh, with us, and we'll co-write an episode together. Speaking of '90s kids, what else you got? Bugles. Oh, so we got. I found these bugles. Um, We've we've fallen into a kind of a little bit of a bad habit of eating um, expired chips, it's which true. is more our fault because when we first started the project, a bunch of people would be like, "Hey, it was at a store and I found chips," and they would come over to Pat's place and they would just leave big bags of chips, and then no, it was a real it was a real problem because we, we couldn't we, do enough episodes. Yeah, we, we, we used to do three chips an episode to try to catch up, and we couldn't. Yeah, we don't we don't have. Uh I mean, since we don't have jobs, we have to spend a significant amount of time searching for work or searching for money to pay our rent. So we weren't able to always record the podcast because chips don't pay the rent. Chips as do much not as pay I've tried rent. to push chips onto my landlord to see if it will knock off a little bit of the rent. I usually just slip um, kind of the bottom of a Pringles can, like all the crumblies at the bottom, into the envelope with my checks. And a little little tip. As a little tip, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I always get a nice note from from my landlord. It's like email from Jimmy, and I open it up, and and um, and it says like, "Hey Roger, thanks for the chips. Um, next time, sour cream and onion." It's like cool. I can I can That's handle nice. that. But then he says, um, "Also, there wasn't a check," and I just ignore that part. Yeah, I wrote the check on the chip before I smashed it. That's yeah. If he can't find the check, if he eats, if he eats the check, then it's like, you know, the rent's gone, buddy. Yeah, I know. If 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 Robert Mueller comes down here tomorrow and says, "Where's the check?" I would say, "Dumb, dumb, ate it." (laughs) Yeah, it's like if you give Robert Mueller like you know a thousand dollars for the rent and he eats it and then goes, "Where's the rent?" You're like. I, Rod, 
Robert, we just watch you eat it. Yeah. Thank, good, we good watch job. you eat red. And, you're, and you call Robert. yourself a special investigator? More like an unspecial investigator, if you ask me. Yes. Um, Roger, I think... So this chip I brought today is... Uh, we should apologize for saying Robert wasn't special. It's a bugle, hot buffalo flavor, and it says that it's bursting with a bold buffalo, which I'm hoping, and we should probably um, make sure there isn't glass on the table. So in case we open it and a buffalo comes out. A whole buffalo. A whole buffalo, maybe a bison, maybe a water buffalo, maybe... It'd have to be a bison, though, because they're native to America. I don't believe the buffalo are. Or am I getting that wrong? I can't remember. I'm about to have a little bit of a giggle fit, because look at what it says on the back here. It says other snacks are guys. Get this, pointless. Have you ever have you ever had a bugle? Did we do bugles on this show before? We've done bugles before. Not this flavor though, right? Of course not. No. All right. We talked about putting them on our little fingers. Yeah, and, and they don't fit on our fingers anymore. So either we've gotten fat, unbugleable fingers, or those were very inappropriately marketed to children because they're not great for you. Mm. This one pouch has fifty percent of your saturated fat for the day. Shit, I can't eat all these bugles. Yeah, we won't. Don't if you're if you're Pat's doctor, we get it. We're we're trying to move away from the chips thing and trying to get into like going on adventures for sharks and things. Yeah, and if you are my doctor and you are listening, quit calling me about the check. Yeah. I mailed it to you. It was a chip. And you ate it. You ate the money. It's gone. And if you're and if you're my doctor and you're calling, um I also don't have the check. But it's just because I don't want to pay you. That's that's a that's a fair assessment, um, and your doctor should find another way to try to get in touch with you rather than listening to the podcast and tweeting at you like via Tumblr. This uh, this unfortunately has a one star review from from Kimberly Collins. She says this is a review because the chips are amazing, but I get three ounce bags at one Dollar Tree for one dollar. Why would I buy seventeen bags at this price? I don't. That's no a bad one cares review. about your your review of economics. What, yeah. what was her name? Janet. Deb? This one's pretty good, though. Michael from Florida says, bit expensive, but when you got to have them. And I think that's a good point to just yeah. get in there. Oh. oh, it's a hard to open bag. This is exciting. It's been a while since we've had a, a real buffalo thing. Got a good, uh, got a good vin- vinegary smell. Yeah, it's very vinegary, like a hot sauce, which... Makes sense since it is hot buffalo, but it's not something you don't give with a hot buffalo. And, Ooh, it's um, kind of spicy. Mm. It says hot buffalo. It does. Continue. I do have to warn. I, we opened the bag. No buffaloes came out, so that's already a strike. Mm-hmm. But you know, probably for the best. Okay, I gotta say, some of these do fit on my little fingies. Oh, oh I got one. Mm-hmm. I got two. I'm like a uh, Wolverine. These are spicy. These are very spicy. These are very spicy. This is a... Usually mainstream snacks aren't so spicy. Mm-hmm. I, rep- I appreciate the... Uh, you know, they're, they're not pulling any punches here. They, they're really treating us like we're adults. Finally, a bugle marketed to adults. I mean, isn't that kind of the thing? Like, why aren't they marketing bugles to adults? What are they trying to say about us? No, we don't deserve bugles, I guess. Look at this one. This one's closed up on the bottom. What am I supposed to do with this? Is that a wish chip? 
I guess that's the bugle equivalent of a wish chip. All right. I'm going to... Uh, what I like about bugles, because I, I had them a couple weeks ago, and I'd, I'd kind of forgotten, uh, and I joked before we went on air, these are made by General Mills, so that kind of makes them a cereal, which was something we tried once, and it was wrong. But these do have that, like, sweet corn puff flavor that starts it. That's true. <clears throat> if we put these on milk, they would be a spicy milk cereal. Why don't you think they make more savory milks? Like what? Like a, like a, what's a savory milk? Like a, like a steak milk or? Yeah, steak sauce milk, um, mm. kimchi milk. Would that, is kimchi savory or is that umami? Um, I don't know. Maybe that, I don't it's know. probably a mix umami. of the like two, a, right? Like a soy sauce milk? Yeah. Or. Oh, a soy sauce milk. I would, I'd kind of be into that. Mm-hmm. Maybe like some avocado milk. Well, they make avocado ice cream, so wouldn't that just be melted avocado ice cream? I guess so. So we've stumbled upon it. So do you think that's the best savory milk? I mean, I'd really love a good hot dog milk, maybe. That might be good. I just feel like there needs to be more savory treats. Mustard milk might be actually kind of good. Ketchup milk, also good. I like mustard a lot. Pickle milk. So let let me ask, what do you think about these bugles? Um... I think of all the chips we've had so far in this episode, they're the best. This, I, I agree. The, this is number one of one. I'm really excited. I There are three things that excite me about these vehicles. Uh, can you count them down? Okay, number three. We did not get crushed by a buffalo. Okay, and number two, they still fit in your fingies. And number one, they're spicy. And number zero, what do you got? I would have to say, I mean, number zero would be something I hate about them, right? I guess we could go that way with it. So number zero is, I was kind of looking forward to meeting a buffalo. That's true. I I didn't want to get crushed by it, but I did want to befriend it. Two steps forward, one step back. It's the right way to go. So Bugles, General Mills, you'll be hearing from our lawyer, Joe Rogan. Sort of the Thanos approach to eating food. Yeah, that's what Thanos would do. He sneaks in, he gives you a little buffalo you can meet, and then he does something with an Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know, I haven't seen Civil War yet, but I assume something happens in it. How is it, if it's Infinity, how come it's just a gauntlet and not like a whole thing? That's what I don't know. Is it the gauntlet it contains all of Infinity? Or is it like a gauntlet that just covers his whole body? And let me tell you, I've seen, I've seen a good portion of the Marvel movies. And there is not, Superman's not in him. You're, there's no Superman in him? I, you'd think. He's a superhero, though, he's, right? He's a superhero. No Batman? Batman's not in it. Joker's not in it. Um, the Walking Dead characters aren't in it. Uh, none of the Watchmen are in it, which I thought was weird, because I thought the Watchmen movie was uh, a prequel to Avengers. You're going to tell me none of the Mad Men are in it either? None of the Mad Men are in it. It's very strange. None of the Tiny Toons? Not a single Tiny Tune or Looney Tune so none of the, yeah, or none a of the Merry right, Melody. None, none of the them. Big Tunes? None of them. Yeah, huh. no Tiny Tunes, no Big Tunes, no Big Band, no Brian Setzer Orchestra. What about the old, old black and white racist tunes? I mean, those are in there. Yeah, Kevin Spacey you know, is in it, right? You know, uh, he is K-Pax, right? Yeah, K-Pax is in it. Did he make it in or did they scrub him out of that movie? Scrub him out of K-Pax? Yeah, is he still in K-Pax? I think that on the, the DVD, the Criterion Collection DVD of K-Pax, they, they have replaced him with Christopher Plummer. That's, that's good for Chris. I feel like Chris didn't get enough work lately. Yeah, he's old, though. Mm. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay for those, you gotta pay the rent somehow. 
You can't you can't pay for it in chips or movie rolls. You can't just give them a DVD. So you heard it here first. Even if you write, uh, even if you write the amount of money that you owe for rent on the DVD and yep. you give it to someone, yep, doesn't count. I I found a DVD outside. It was uh, Miss Congeniality two, mm-hmm. and I I handed it to your landlord and I said, "We good?" And she looked at me. She looked at me with this hatred, this burning hatred that I only assume makes her me think. She thought I was Thanos. Hmm. The weird thing at the end of Mishcongeniality 2 as well is like when uh, Benjamin Bratt, who almost, I'm pretty sure he almost gets killed in that movie, mm-hmm. and he looks at Sandy Bullock's character and goes, Mishcongeniality 2, I can't believe you almost, you know, you saved me. And then Mishcongeniality 2 looks at Benjamin Bratt and goes, no, you saved me. And then... Thanos is in the corner taking oh a dollar God. out of his pocket. What is he doing? And then he goes, Thanos again. Yeah, it's so strange. Uh, I got some viewer mail. You, you got that viewer mail song? A little tiny burp escaped. Do you know what that burp was? Thanos. <laughs> oh. So let me tell you, we we got a we got a great question. Um, it is What's from it about? our one listener, mm-hmm. Mr. Rory N. Oh, very good boy, Rory Rory N. Also, the only person besides me who retweeted when I tweeted RT. If you listen to M4N C4F podcast, no, no, that was thirsty as fuck, Roger. Yeah, sometimes that shit works. You know, you know, like you see, uh, you see Justin, Justin Bieber Lake will come out and he'll be like, RT, if you'd like to get down and party and it gets like a hundred thousand retweets. And I was like, I bet we're going to get that. It's tough though. Cause I mean, oh, you know, listening, to, listening to our podcast isn't nearly as popular as getting down and partying. Do you know what the mistake was? What's that? I didn't change our display name to Justin Bieber before. I That's did what it. you should have done. Because then everyone would have thought we were just... Yeah, I'm doing it right now. I'm just going to do it right now. Uh, we'll get back to Rory's question in just a second. Right. Um, I got to uh, I got to do some some quick housekeeping. Uh, let me... Uh, uh, all right. Justin Bieber. Uh, Roger, while I got you here, I, just, I wanted to apologize for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, when earlier, when I t- asked you if you... Ever wore any no fear shirts? Like, and I pretended sort of like I wore them. I didn't wear any no fear shirts when I was in the nineties. Not even one. No. Uh, only, what were you afraid of? I was afraid of big dog shirts. Ooh, big dog shirts are scary. You know why? Uh, I saw one, and you could see almost his whole butt. There's a lot of big butts, like big dog butts, on those shirts. And then um, another thing I was kind of scared of was uh, coed naked. Yeah, like party party naked shirts. Yeah, the co-ed naked stuff really worried me because um, it would always have this loose implication on the back that uh, your parts are getting stuck in the thing you're doing. So it'd be like co-ed naked biking, and it'd be like, don't let your dangler hit on the gears. And it's like, no, I don't want my dangler to hit on the gears. Anything that dangles. I have, I have at least seven or eight things that dangle, and I don't want any of them in a bike gear. It's understandable. So I guess... Th- that was at least two of our fears, and I I want to apologize 
for sort of inferring that I had no fear back in the 90s. All right. So I just updated our uh, M4N C4F podcast Twitter account to the name Justin Bieber. And yeah. I sent out a tweet that says, RT, if you like to party and have fun. So I'm pretty sure this is going to work. I hope it does. All right. So Rory, thank you for your question. Can you also, can you do another one real quick that says, RT, if you like to uh, party naked, uh, beach club or, or uh, bike, bike gear thing? With big dogs. And, no, and, have, and have no fear. All right. So what I put was, RT, if you have no fear to party naked with big dogs. That's good. I think that'll that might that might hit for the '90s kids. All right. Um, so '90s kids will appreciate this question from Rory because it's about the greatest movie of the '90s, Deep Blue Sea. It is. What's what about Deep Blue Sea? So it says. Uh, I guess it's not really. It's it's only slightly. Is it about Iron Zeering? You're on the beach, crushing a delicious sandwich, and a cool Narragansett as a big shark is eating kids. So let's. Let's just imagine for a sec we're not on the beach. We're actually in some weird underwater, underwater lab. Yeah, underwater lab. With uh, LL Cool J. The one and only. The ladies, LL stands for... Ladies Love Cool James. Yeah, Ladies Love Cool James. Uh, who else is in that movie? Um, Ian Zierling, is he actually in that? Yeah, Iron, Iron, Iron Zierling is in it. Um, or maybe that's Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah, Tom Jane. The mist, the mist himself, Thomas Jane. I thought the Punisher was that guy from Walking Dead. John Doe himself. Wasn't he John Doe in that dong, that show about the dongs? All right. So what would you say is the best chip to eat while you are hanging out with LL Cool J watching him eat... Sh I'm sorry, watching sharks eat your companions? Hmm. Maybe parrot-flavored chips. What would that do? I don't know. There, I just, there was a parrot in the movie, too. And I, I would always, I've always wanted to know what parrot tastes like. I bet it tastes like chicken, right? You think so? I mean, it's a bird. That's true. But People eat pigeons and they say they taste like, but, like chicken. But it talks. But I guess turkey and chicken don't really taste the same, right? That is also true. How many birds have you had? What birds have you eaten? Mm, okay, top 10 birds that I have had. All right, number 10. Number 10 on birds that Pat has eaten. Uh, I would say uh, quail. Okay. Number nine on the birds that can eat be eaten by Pat. Uh, I guess I would say uh, Cornish Game Hen. Like a Cornish, Cornish hen. Game Hen. Number eight on the list of birds that Pat has eaten. Mm, I guess uh, it's a pigeon. Number seven. I think he's running out of things. Uh, what number seven? We're on number seven. Number seven. Number seven of birds that I liked is is a camel a bird technically? Yes. Number six. Uh, okay. Um, wait, I didn't say I haven't had parrot. Have you I, had I dinosaur? Can't. Dinosaur's a bird. Um, I haven't had dinosaur. I have. I've had crocodile, which is kind of like a modern dinosaur. Crocodiles are dinosaurs. Which eventually turned into birds. Mm -hmm. And so, snakes. And snakes are just crocodiles whose uh, legs fell off. Is that true? Yeah. No. Uh, it's it's in the mm -hmm. Bible. It says um, it's it's like, and on the first day God created crocodiles, and then it's like on on the fourth day He said, nah, snakes. So that's why. So the snake in the Garden of that's Eden was a mean 
crocodile who did something bad in the first few days. That's what you're saying, huh? He's mad because God uh, ripped off his legs, made him a snake, and then let all the other crocodiles that didn't get their legs kicked off live on Lacoste shirts for the rest of time. (sighs) It all makes sense now. I'm starting to come around on this religion thing. Yeah, religion is dope. Yeah. Sorry. Religion is for dopes. I think that I would probably, if I was uh, in the secret underground lab and me and ladies love James are are munching down on some chips to uh, break the heartache of having seen everyone we know destroyed by a killer shark of our own making, mm-hmm. um, I would probably go with the pretty standard issue sour cream and cheddar chip. Just sort of a comfort thing? Yeah, because I feel I'd be pretty scared I'm going to die. That makes sense. I'd want to know that the does that does that shark at some point in that movie grow legs and then start walking around? Or am I thinking of something else? I think there is a scene towards the end where it sprouts four legs mm-hmm. um, and and kind of like hobbles around. Or and, uh, maybe I'm thinking of Street Sharks. Do you know what I'm thinking of? What's that? Tremors three. Hmm. You're right. In Tremors it's three, Tremors three, they are big snakes. That grow into little things that can walk around and can only see heat. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Rory, to answer your question, Tremors 3, but not Tremors 4, because that's the one that takes place in the Wild West. And and chicken, I'd have to say chicken is my favorite bird to eat. So thank you for your question. Just barely edging out turkey. So uh, follow us on Twitter. Just search Justin Bieber, apparently, and you'll be able to find us now. Yeah. So search for Justin Bieber. And you're you're gonna get it. You're gonna you're gonna see all our tweets. You're gonna you're gonna start liking us. You're gonna start following us. You and Rory are going to establish a um, a repartee. Yeah, there's a really cool video of us peeing in a mop bucket and uh, insulting you know just a poor working class man. Yeah, and you know, and then what people don't see is in the director's cut, we also had that man fired. Yes. So thank you, Rory. If anyone else has any questions about chips or about uh, partying or about our lives as Justin Bieber, hit us up on Twitter, M4N, C4F Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Money for Nothing Chips for free. SoundCloud, don't message us there because I don't think either of us log in except for when we upload the thing. If if you like to party with the big dogs naked um, and you're, you're not afraid of anything, then definitely retweet us. Um, should we eat another chip? Oh man, we even got a quote retweet just for for one of those Justin Bieber. It's already happening. It's it's we're we're going viral as we speak. Kevin F, you're you're starting the revolution, the Kevin F evolution. Uh, I, I'm ready for this. Justin, we got to change the name of the podcast to Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin um, Bieber. Bieber likes to party. This That's is our new. Is. This is our new podcast. Justin Bieber likes to party. We're gonna do a 10 minute mini sode here where where Justin Bieber enjoys some chips. Uh, Justin, uh, what ship did you bring? Uh, I guess today it's me. It's me, Justin Bieber. And I've been traveling the world, uh, doing pranks and stuff on, uh, unsuspecting civilians and fans. And I, whenever I get tired of doing that, I step out and I grab myself a nice GGE ramen snack. Original ramen flavored with no trans fats. Let me tell you, the, the, G- I the GGE stands for Good Good Eats. And that's the only type of eats that me, Justin Bieber, professional song and prankster, like to eat. Gosh, Justin Bieber, it's really good to have you here. Um, me, as Justin Bieber, I do also like chips. 
What's your favorite chip, Justin? I like baby, baby, baby. Oh. Um, so tell me about this ramen snack. This ramen snack. Um, once again, this is me, Justin Bieber. Um, this ramen snack, it, it has a little, uh, weirdly enough, my second favorite bird, Justin Bieber, that is. Uh, a turkey is up at the top, and it's got little stink lines coming off of it. So that oh, it's got it's going to be a stinky turkey. It's going to be stinky turkey flavored, but it's original flavored. So it's and then there's a little lady on the front, or it could be a man in a dress. I don't want to you know start gendering people. Uh, and this person is holding on in a fork in one hand with a piece of chicken or a turkey leg on it. And then another, like a knife. The fork has a whole chicken leg or turkey leg on it? Yeah. That's either a big fork or a tiny turkey leg. And then there's a knife that's holding what could be a big old slice of ham. (laughs) And so they're sending a lot of messages to what this flavor could be. But uh, I'm open. I'm open to find out. And I'm glad to go on this journey with you, Justin Bieber. Yeah, um, I, Justin Bieber, am very excited to go on this journey with you. Oh, it's going to be so great. Crack it open. Justin, crack that open. Sure thing, Justin. The bag is really hard. I, it's been a long day of pranking, so it's really hard to get the bag open sometimes. Okay. I have a feeling that I, I know exactly what this is going to be like, and I'm into it already, to be honest. I think we might just have... Yeah, it just looks like like ramen, right? It's just ramen? It just looks like ramen that's not... in the, Like they, the ramen that was on the floor at the ramen factory. Uh, they, they swept up... And packaged separately to sell to, you know, world-traveling uh, pop stars. Oh, this is nice. Like, you and I, Justin. This is nice. This is kind of like, um... This is weird. Like like fried wonton noodles. Yeah, pretty much. This is just a bag of fried wonton noodles. Um, my, uh, one of my college roommates who once uh, disappeared for like two weeks and we thought he was dead. Did he die? So my roommate, uh, Matt, from college, who I don't know why I said his name, he literally will never listen. Did he go on an adventure around the world and eventually end up at the UN? No, directly the opposite. So He uh, started the UN. Okay. He, was, he was in the emotional process of dropping out of college and I don't think he had realized he needed to start the physical process of it. Mm -hmm. So he just stopped going to class around like the middle of March, uh, second semester, sophomore year. And one day I got an IM from our mutual friend and she was like, Hey, I'm really concerned. I know Matt was like sick two weeks ago, but he hasn't come to class for the last two weeks. So we were like, okay. And we knocked on his door. No answer. What was your screen name? Oh, man, I don't remember. I think that was when I started the I Am The Raj screen name, actually, was in college. But uh, so we knocked on his door and there was no answer. And uh, my roommate John and I were like, okay, we need contingency plans. Like, we open the door and he's been dead for two weeks. How do we explain, like, what do we do? Who do we call first? Wait, this was your roommate? Uh, sweet mate. So, like, dude, four sweets in a room. Dude. Straight A's. Yeah. You were that we were so close yep. to not flunking out of school. So we are we're we're standing there. We're outside the we're outside of his door having this conversation. We just knocked, and we're like, "All right, we we just gotta go in." We just barge into the room, and he's playing Morrowind with his headphones on. 
<laughs> or not Morrowind. Uh, what's the other one? EverQuest. He's playing EverQuest with headphones on, and we're like, we're like, Matt, what have you been doing? And he's like, Oh, I've just been playing a lot of EverQuest. And we're like, Have you have you just not been going to class? He's like, Oh no, I'm gonna drop out of college. And we're like, Oh. <laughs> he goes, and we're like, What have you been eating? And he had been eating nothing but a big bag of <laughs> Valentine's Day candy. Wow. That he must have bought in at Valentine's Day. And he was he he ate nothing but candy for two weeks. And then like I said, he left he ended up leaving school about a, a month later, which is sad and I think he's happier now. But like legit It's weird we that, thought, like, does we he, thought he might just be dead. It's weird that they had to take off his leg though after that two weeks of him eating nothing but candy from the diabetes. So the reason I'm telling the story is because he also, before this, we should have known there was something going on because before this, he had, was eating nothing but ramen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But since we we're college kids living in like apartment style housing, so we didn't have meal plans, it made sense to us. All you and one time he ate and right now five packets of ramen in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when he, he threw up <laughs> and he came into my room and he goes, you got to see this. And like that was always a, a danger sign because he, he, you got to see this this us a couple times, and we he opens the door, and it looks like he had made the ramen in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like he just took the ramen from from the stove and just dumped it straight into the toilet. And he was gonna eat out of the toilet like that was his new bowl. <laughs> like I'm a big boy now. This is my big boy bowl. It's a t- <laughs> exactly. So that's what, so this, so this ramen snack, this is for you, uh, wherever you are, Matt, I, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you ended up being much happier after realizing that, uh, traditional college life was not for you. Did he ever, like, you got to see this when like you were hanging out playing, say like your own EverQuest and he was like, you got to see this and you turned your head and he just had his butthole out. I need to make quite clear. My version of EverQuest was literally just porn. <laughs> You had you had a two week period where all you ate was candy and watch porn. All I did was eat Kit Kats and and watch porno. <laughs> um, oh. So this as a snack, I don't know if I believe it as a snack. I don't really either. I I've only had the one bite and I don't know if I want more. I think it'd be it'd be great to uh, sprinkle some on top of soup. Which seems like kind of what it is, right? No. It's like a soup-flavored wonton snack, it and seems, it's good. It's not bad. I feel like we've been tricked, and this is supposed to just be put on top of, um, I don't know, like, just on top of Asian food, or in, like, some soy milk. Or, Why does or it got to be Asian food? Or something? Why can't I just put it on some avocado milk, put it on some buffalo sauce milk, put it... You know, make maybe I pour myself a bowl of, of, of pepper milk. Okay, if you want to, like, if you just fried up a nice, you know, uh, parrot sandwich mm-hmm. and some parrot breasts, and you want to put it on that, you can do that. Uh, so I am Justin Bieber. I am also Justin Bieber still. Which of these chips did you prefer the best? Uh, Justin? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. If me, Justin Bieber, international pop star, uh, prankster, had to pick... A food to eat while on the road to refuel. Uh, I would, pr- I would probably go with. I'd go with the bugles. I would go with the bugles. I think. 
Sorry, a little piece of the ramen snack just went down the wrong tube, so I'm definitely going with the bugles. Oh, well, that's that's two Justins agree that you got to go with the bugles when you're uh, after a late night of pranking, um, and you got to get ready to to hit the bus to to get to the next city. I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. Uh, so this has been. Uh, Justin Bieber's for nothing. Justin Bieber's for free. You can hit us up on Twitter at Justin Bieber or at M4NC4F podcast or on Facebook and all the other things at Money for Nothing Chips for free. Just type it into Google. Um, make sure you put Justin Bieber's Money for Nothing Chips for free because we got to get that SEO up. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if you like to partay, uh, please retweet this episode. Go find that that tweet. Um, okay. I mean, this has been, this is Justin and, uh, this is Justin also. And, uh, this has been, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, likes to party. Justin um, for nothing, Justin for free. All right. Thanks. Bye.